everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for the fans. Our topics for this evening are UFC 297, live from north of the border. At the midway point in the NHL, who's cooking and who's ice cold? Halfway through the NBA season, checking in on who's playing well and who's not. The NFL playoffs are underway. Who will be hoisting the Lombardi Trophy? With that, I give you our Chief Fire Fire Brigade, Rob Cow. Hey, thanks, Colton. Good to be back. We got new studios. We're in our new digs here. Uh, moved out of Matt's basement and moved into Colton's basement. So uh, we're basement dwellers, but it's all good. Uh, you know, before we get started, and I, this is going to be uh, for you two guys, um, Colton had the opportunity to go watch, you know, his, his favorite uh, football team, college football team Michigan play for a national championship in Houston. Um, and Matt, I know you've been and watched your, you know, the Buckeyes. I just, just give me a, a real quick perspective, you know, as, as a true fan of a team to go and, and watch your team play in a national championship game for just people that are listening. Tell, just tell us just, you know, how special is that? Yeah. I mean, I, I would describe it in one word and just say, breathtaking i mean it, it it's yeah truly an experience of a lifetime i mean it always helps when your team obviously right. wins at the end yeah. um you know that that to me Which was both of you, were lucky you know yeah absolutely. yeah that that puts the you know exclamation point on so i keep saying i'm not sure i would go back i've i had the perfect experience right, I, right. I don't think don't i need to do it again yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've retired as a fan now <laughs> uh but no it, it it truly was you know a, a once in a lifetime top type op opportunity um you know that there, there's there's nothing like it i mean i've never been to a to a super bowl or you know to an nba finals or anything like that but you know i've been to a, a college basketball national championship and now college football national championship uh, you know two for two in, in national for championships yeah, yeah for my team so yeah. yeah i'm on the same boat as you matt i may not go back <laughs> at, at this point for for those two but uh you know, it, it truly was was a breathtaking experience. And, and uh, you know, obviously, yeah, the exclamation point at the end was was getting the victory and, and seeing my team team win. Yeah, I mean, everything's just amplified the ups right. and the downs. Mm. I mean, you just you, you find yourself just on the edge of your seat, right. even when it's not close. You're right. still right there right. on the it's edge like, of your seat. Yeah, until, until those, you know, the, the digits on the scoreboard hit, triple you know, zeros. triple zeros, yeah. it's, it, you know, you're still holding on until, you know, that happens and, you know, making sure that you, your team comes out, comes out on top. But yeah, it was truly, truly an amazing experience. Good. You know, glad, glad that I, you know, got the chance and, you know, had the opportunity to go. Um, it was, yeah, definitely, definitely worth every, every penny. That's for sure. Absolutely. So <clears throat> cheap. all right. Very good. All right. Well, let's get started. Like Colton said, uh, UFC 297 this weekend, uh, North of the border, actually in, in Toronto, uh, we got two title fights. Um, on the card, the middleweight for the men's and the women's bantamweight. In in the in the middleweight for the men's, you got the champion uh, from fighting from the USA, Sean Strickland, going against the South African DDP, um, and he was on a collision course. He they thought it was going to be him and Israel Adesanya um, that were going to square off for a for a title match, and. Uh, you know, Strickland wound up beating Israel. So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, g give me your guys' thoughts on this. You know, these two fighters, uh, two different styles, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's going to be going to be interesting. A lot of bad blood between these two guys. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if, if you pay attention to UFC at all, uh, at the last UFC, 296 there in, in December, right before the holidays, 
both these guys were in attendance. I mean, I don't know if this was on purpose, you know, trying to play it up or what, but they literally were, Sean Strickland was like two rows in front of each other. And at a point when there was like a break in the action, when it was, you know, kind of the break between each of the fights, they, uh, you know, kind of got it, had to get, they got into it had and, to I, separated, and had yeah. to wind up, uh, I think Strickland had to wind up getting escorted out of the, out of the <laughs> stadium uh, because there were some punches that were thrown and it was, it was getting, getting heated or whatever. Yeah, they, uh, they've learned the art of selling tickets. Right. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, whether, whether it was planned or not, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good for, for, for business. I mean, but I think, you know, outside of even that, these guys have definitely had some back and forth between each other and, and, and whatnot. And, um, but you know, I like, I like DDP, man, this guy's, you know, really moving up the ranks. He's, he's, you know, fighting well. Um, but you know, you can't count out strong, you know, Sean Strickland, you know, it's a guy that as soon as you count him out, he, he, you know, he surprises you and, you know, pulls off a, an amazing fight. So I, I think this is going to be going to be a nice, you know, a nice fight between two guys that are, yeah, that, that are really making a name for themselves in this middleweight, middleweight division. But I'm going to, I'm going to take, you know, DDP, I think. The odds are pretty pretty close in this one. When yeah, I last looked in Vegas, it's almost like a a, a pick 'em in almost this one. Draw, um, yeah. So I like I like DDP as a slight underdog in this one to get to get the win and and you know hold that hold that belt. Yeah, comparing these two guys for a minute, you got Sean Strickland coming into this thing at twenty eight and five, eleven knockouts, four submissions, thirteen decisions, uh, eight and two in his last ten fights. Where uh, DDP here, he's he's twenty and two. Mm-hmm. He's got nine knockouts, ten submissions, one decision. Yeah, nine and one in his last ten. So he's coming in a little hotter. Yeah, and he's also a little more of a well-rounded fighter. Yeah. You know, he he can either knock you out or he can sub you. Yeah, you know where it seems like Strickland, he's either if he's knocking you out or he's going to the distance, distance and hoping the the judges give him favor in his him. favor. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I I, I kind of like how DDP has a little little more options in, yeah. his, in his back pocket. Yeah. I like his chances here. I like the upset. Yeah, absolutely. Not so fast. <laughs> all right, all right. I'm, I'm going with the American kid. Okay. I mean, he's got a lot of heart. He's a striker. He's an accurate striker. Likes to like like Matt said, he likes to stretch these fights out where uh, DDP's only only went to distance one time, you yeah. know. So I think I think if he can if he can uh, <clears throat> keep him off keep him off of him you know and like Matt said you know he's he's a uh, also not only a, a knockout artist but you know likes to can submit, get you the ground get you on the ground too if he can keep him at a distance and uh, you know accurate striking to keep him backed off and get this thing into the late rounds I I like I like Sean in this fight so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the uh, I'm gonna go with the Vegas favorite. Yeah, no, it'll be interesting. You know, um, you know, you, you mentioned Israel Adesanya. Um, again, if you've been following UFC a little bit, uh, you know, he recently announced that he was kind of taking a step back from the UFC, taking a little bit of a break to, you know, work on, I don't know, his mental health or just, you know, get himself healthy, whatever the case might be. But I think you may see him in the in the stands in this in this fight. You know, it may not be fully publicized. You know, publicized. He may be you know just uh, kind of in the shadows or whatever. But I think he's definitely interested in who wins this fight uh, because we could see in April this turnaround. Depending on how this fight goes, whoever wins could possibly turn this around in April, and Israel could, could be, be fighting could be on Insania yeah. for for the belt again. Um, and it would be interesting to see him and DDP fight each other because they both do, you know, claim themselves as, you know, the African, you know, uh, African guys, the guys, you know, that rule Africa, a lot of bad blood between them, between those two. So it, it would be interesting if, if DDP is able to pull off this upset, if, if you know, Adan Sanya somewhat comes out of 
retirement, if you will, to to take him on and, and see what what the two you know African fighters can can do. So very um, good. All right, and then the the other title bout uh, Saturday night is the women's the women's bantamweight. Um, you got the uh, you got the champ and. Uh, neither, neither. No, no, no. It's a, it's a vacated. Title. That's right. Yep. It's a vacated belt. But I, I guess what I meant to say was favored. You got yep. Mariah Bueno Silva's favored in this fight. Uh, a little, little heavier favorite than mm-hmm. what you know Strickland is in the yeah. first fight against the American Raquel Pennington, mm-hmm. uh, fifteen nine and zero, uh, and against uh, Myra who's ten two and one. So, and, and physically very, very similar. These two fighters mm-hmm. um, again. The American is an extremely accurate striker. Mm, mm. She, you know, over fifty percent of her okay. strikes are landing. So, right. Nice, nice. Um, you know, so so what do you guys think about this this title bout? Yeah, I think this is uh, it's going to be interesting. I mean, uh, you know, ever since Amanda Nunes retired, you know, officially retired from the UFC, you know, the UFC has been looking for the next best mm-hmm. thing, and and it hasn't shown up yet. You know, they haven't had somebody with that ability that just dominates you know like like amanda nunez so it really from a women's perspective it's really kind of up in the air it's a very you know mystery you know you don't know a ton about you know some of these some of these girls just because amanda nunez has run the two you know the 135 and the 145 Mm -hmm. weight divisions she's pretty much the only game knocked off everybody in their brother right Who's who's left, you know, head with their sister. Yeah. Who's, who's left at this point. And so, yeah, some of these people that are trying to climb their way up or, you know, claim that title, it's like, yeah, where, where do these people, you know, I never heard of some of these girls or whatever. And, and so, yeah, the UFC is definitely looking to try to get that next icon that they can latch onto that, that, you know, in this, in this women's division. So we may get it here in in this one, um, you know, but it'll be interesting to see because yeah, It'll be interesting to see because we, yeah, we're used to seeing Amanda Nunes, but now it, right. it's, it's you know, we've been several months now that we haven't. So it's just taking some getting used to for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, you got Pennington coming into this thing. Like you said, neither of these are really stellar. She's 15 and eight. Right. Uh, one knockout, four submission, 10 yeah. decisions. Yeah. And uh, Myra Buena Silva, she's only 10, 10, two and two. Right. So, I right. mean, she has, doesn't have a ton of fights be, behind right. her belt. She's lost two. She's mm-hmm. had two, no decisions. Right. Uh, so I mean, you know, nothing really stand makes right. either of these two stand out as right. this is going to be the next big deal. Right, I right. Mean, somebody's again, going home a champion. Again, but right, kind of could really go styles way. again here. Right. You got the you got the striker in Pennington and Silva that wants to submit you. Mm-hmm. You know, very aggressive on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like I said, is the favorite uh, right now. The fighter out of Brazil. So um, you know, again, I'm going to have to go with the American fighter. I like the accuracy of striking. Uh, trying to keep her, uh, you know, Silva off her game and not let her get in close and get turn this into a ground and pound. So I'm I'm going to take the American Raquel Pennington in this one as well. Yeah, I mean, obviously, to to have an icon, you know, on the women's side for UFC, I mean, you got to start somewhere. So I mean, it starts it starts here for these for these girls. You know, um, you know, they you win, you get your belt, and then if you can continue to defend that belt, that yeah. that's what we're you know that's what made Amanda Nunes great. Right, is right. it? Didn't matter who you threw at her, she she's winning. taking them down. She's, yeah. you know, she's, she's, you know, the best of the best. So that's, you know, it starts here. So you can only, you can only do what, you know, deal with the cards that you're dealt at this point, and it, it starts here. So 
we'll see what these what these two women are able to do and you know see if they can you know make a name for themselves and you know put themselves up there in the you know women's ufc hall of fame or you know glory you know glory days so we will we will see but uh yeah, some some good good fights, you know, north of the north of the border. We'll see what uh, what happens. <clears throat> Very good. All right. Well, on to some NHL news. Uh, you know, we're uh, a little over as part of game uh, game wise. We're a little over halfway through the season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll let you guys get us get us started here. Uh, give me your uh, odds on favorite in your mind as uh, who's going to hoist uh, Lord Stanley's Cup. Yeah, Matt, I'll let you let you start. It sure, off. yeah. So I, I always like to pick the two teams uh, that I think will face <laughs> off. And yeah. I, I like uh, I like it to be Boston, who's twenty six okay. eight and nine right now. They're currently fifth in the league in goals yeah. given up, and also fifth in the league in penalty kill. And they have one of the better scoring offenses. And they they don't commit a ton of penalties. Yeah, they don't spend a lot of time trying to kill off the power play right, of the right. other team. And I, I like them to face Colorado, who's okay. uh, currently 29-13-3. And, yeah. and they're first in the league in goal scored, man. They're just pounding pounding the other team. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just they're, they're scoring left and right, right this season. So, yeah. I, you know, they're, they're play, having another stellar season. Um, they were one of the better teams last year, and I, they're going to be right there on the top this year. So I, that's what I like to see in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I, I do agree with you, at least with your Eastern Conference team. I, I like the Bruins to, to make it to the Stanley Cup, and I like them to win to win it. Um, you know, mm. you're probably sitting at home listening, or, you know, when, when you listen to this episode, you're saying, well, the Bruins, they don't even have the best record in the NHL. Well, I mean, my only knock on maybe some of those other teams that are ahead of them is that, they don't have the playoff experience right, that the right. Bruins do, or you know that deep playoff experience. Right, right. Um, so well, Winnipeg right now has, yeah. has the best. Winnipeg record and Vancouver show, but, are tied for the te- you know the mm-hmm. best as far as points go. They have the best you know best record or whatever right. in the NHL. But both of those teams have not made deep playoff runs or have not right. made Stanley Cup appearances, and which they, they found a way to to lose it. Right, I mean, they've right. been good teams the last yes, few years and yes. just can't get over that home. Yeah, but I like this Boston team you know, a a lot of core guys that are still on that team that, you know, have been to the playoffs, have made deep playoff runs, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, So I I just like that experience over top of some of those other teams that maybe have a better record or, you know, higher in the point standing. I like like Boston. One thing that does kind of stick out to me that that is kind of interesting that, you know, the Bruins are up there towards the top as far as the standings go, but they are kind of middle of the road as far as shots per game, but they actually – are like bottom third at shots allowed per game. So definitely a stat that you want to look at, you know, maybe to improve, to keep, you know, because that's going to come up huge in playoff time. You know, if you're giving up a ton of shots in in the playoffs, it's it's more likely it's it's going to bite you. So they got to, they got to figure that out, you know, second half of the season. That's something to kind of look at going forward that may separate this Bruins team to make them even more elite. If they can, you know, fix that in the, in the second half of the season. Well, man, I got to agree with you. I got call it, you, know, you think the Bruins are winning, but I, I guess I didn't really pick a team for an ace. I just picked the winner, and yeah. I got Colorado winning this yeah. thing. You know, they're coming off a championship yeah. in 2022. Uh, they're they're extremely healthy right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the you got the four big four there, and McKinnon and McCarr and Rattanen and Toes. You know, all playing really well right now. Yeah. They're 18 and five at home. They're eight and two in their last ten games. Mm-hmm. I just I think you know between them being healthy and just getting hot at the right time, I, I really like Colorado to to uh, come out and, and uh, you know take this take this thing in twenty twenty four. All right, all right. 
Well, who do we think then, uh, you know, best team, obviously, the host, you know, or hoist uh, Lord Stanley's Cup, who do we think the best player mm-hmm. is at this point in the season, uh, you know, MVP-wise? Who, who do How you- can you not pick Connor McDavid? Again, yeah, I mean, I mean, I think I've picked him the last five years in <laughs> yeah, a row. Yeah. He's, he's always going to be up there. Yeah. I mean, you know, he won it in 17, his first MVP yeah. in 17, the first, second one in 21, another one in 23. Yeah. I mean, the guy, you know, not as dominant as Gretzky, Gretzky was <laughs> right. back in the 80s when he won like eight of them in a row. But right, right. the guy's just, he's just a, a machine. Yeah. I mean, and, and, and again, he, he stays healthy. You know, he gets a lot of minutes, and, you know, he just he's just a he's just an animal out yeah. there. Yeah, Matt, who, who do you think? For me, i got to go with Colorado's Nathan McKinnon. Okay. The guy's uh, tied for the lead in points yep. uh, in the NHL this year. He's got 23 goals, 49 assists, and, mm-hmm. and he's leading one of the best teams in hockey yeah. and a team that, like we just said, we predicted to go to the Stanley Cup and right. potentially win it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, i make it three different people here. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, you know, there there are probably a couple of knocks on the guy that, that I chose, but I, I got Nikita Kucherov, the right wing from the Tampa Bay Lightning. And why I say that, this Lightning team's not the Lightning team that we're used to seeing. They're currently fifth in their division, kind of on the outside looking in as far as yeah, the playoffs go. Yeah, 17 and five. Yeah, yeah, I'm sitting at about, you know, 500, uh, which is, you know, definitely not where we are used to seeing right. this. I think that'll hurt him then in the, in the- I, I think, you know, most of the time, you know, it, whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, you know, they typically look at the MVP and it's best player on the best team. And, and right now, you know, the Lightning are not the best team or not one of the best teams. But man, where would they be without him? Right. Well, yeah. but and that's that's yeah. always the point the, that the, you made. The other knock that I do have on him, if you look at his plus minus as well, he's a negative three, which, wow. you know, as an MVP – You'd want your MVP candidate to be in that plus range that right, when right. he's on the ice, he's having Good a bigger things, impact yeah. than when he's not right. on the ice. And at the moment, even though it's about dead even, he's still having a slight negative impact when he's on the ice compared to when he's not. So I, I think that's that's something that may or may not you know hurt him. Obviously, we still have a lot of hockey to go oh, and yeah. a lot can yeah. change. Uh, but a, a stat that does stick out to me that I think is is you know in his favor. He's got 33 power play points, most in the NHL by a pretty good margin. Um, so in those crunch time moments when they got the advantage, when they, you know, need to get a goal, get some goals in in that advantage situation, they, you know, he's there, he's clutch. He, you know, comes up in the clutch and is right. able to, you know, uh, get it done for the for the lightning. So I think that's that's one thing that does stick out to me. Um, you know, but there are a couple of things that are working against him right, right. now, but we'll see what the, what the second half brings for this lightning team for sure. All right. Very good. All right. Uh, time for our commercial break then, or, uh, well, we're going to talk oh, most not hot, hot, not, yeah, not yeah. hot, 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 Colton, not you hot. Get, you want to get us started on this one? Yeah. So I guess for me, um, you know, I, I kind of went the approach, maybe most surprising team, which you could probably say is probably the hot team at, at, at the moment, but. For me, my most surprising team or hottest team right now, I, I got the Vancouver Canucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a team that's missed the playoffs the past three years, and right now they're the, they're you know tied for the best record in, in the NHL. Um, I would, I would you that. know, I, I don't think that anybody saw this coming. You know, I, I think that this team has been hovering around 500 the last several years, but to come out and play the way that they have, um, you know, it, it, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, they're top top five in goals top five in goals allowed i mean they're they're playing well on both sides of the ice um you know and, and it's and it's even more interesting because they're almost dead last in shots per game 
but they lead Make the league. They lead the league or tied for the league lead in goals scored. Yeah. So they they don't get a ton of shots, but when they do, you know, they make those shots yeah. count. So it definitely, um, you know, is a, a stat that, that that pops out to me. But yeah, if they can continue this on, I mean, this is this is this is great going into the second half of the season. Oh, well, for me, my hot team, I like the Edmonton Oilers. Okay. They're winners of eleven straight games. Yeah. They're scoring on average four goals per game and only giving up one and a half. Yeah. They're they're just on fire right now. They're they're moving their way up in the standings mm-hmm. and they're they're making some noise. Yeah, absolutely. I got to go with Colton. Uh, like I like the Canucks, um, mm-hmm. and I really, I mean, I had a, all the same kind of stats written down. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, they are a hot team and a team that's kind of come out of mediocrity to, you know, like you said. Start them. Yeah, really, really, really looking good. Playing, <clears throat> playing good hockey right now. Yeah, um, and then I'd say my not hot team or maybe most disappointing team, you know, I, I'm somewhat piggybacking off of you, Matt. I have the Edmonton Oilers based on what they did in the first half. They, okay. they are playing, yeah, hottest team, maybe probably the best team right now, but if you look at where they are today with their current record, this right. is not where they saw themselves at the midway point in the yeah, NHL. Right. I mean, this was a team that won 50 games last right. year and was knocking on the door to make it to the Western Conference Finals and had the star power of, you know, McDavid. They got the guys, you know, that can score goals, uh-huh. you know, whatever. Now, something that, that has popped out that I think is is good for them going forward, if they can continue this trend and get back to, you know, the way that we're used to seeing Edmonton, their, their defense is up from last year, which is, I think, something that's maybe prevented them from moving forward in the playoffs to make it to the Stanley Cup is that they could score a ton of goals. That was never the problem. It was the defense couldn't stop the other team from scoring so many goals. But right. so far this season, their defense has really improved from where they were last year. I think going forward, that that's something that, you know, if they can continue to do that, that they'll be a dangerous team. And like you said, they're, they're red hot right now, winning, you know, 11 straight. So... We shall see what uh, what happens. What what do you think, Matt? Yeah. So now for the uh, the not so hot team, I got the San Jose Sharks. Okay. They lost three straight, but they're only 10, 31, and four on the uh, season, making yeah. them the worst team in hockey. <laughs> yeah. I've been piling on the Blue Jackets every other time <laughs> right. we do this. I, know, I, I know. can't do it anymore, though. Right. We found yeah. we found a worse team. Right. There. Right. And right. They are dead last in the league in goal scored, goals given up, yeah. shooting percentage, just and the everything, penalty kill. Everything. They're yeah. just yeah. They're at the bottom right. in every category. Yeah. That that is not not a hot team at all. Right. <laughs> right. Now. right. Absolutely. Yeah. I guess uh, my hot team or cut. Not hot team, or maybe disappointed would be. You know, we kind of touched on a little bit ago. Would be the Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, you yeah. know, we're used to seeing them the last what three or four years be up there towards the top, right? Top, top of the, two, you know, top five, and, and team. they're like fifth or whatever in, yeah. the, in the East, and you know, twenty two, seventeen, and five. Now they a little bit above five hundred in their last ten games, but I don't know. Just I guess to me, if if I was a fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning, I, I'd be disappointed mm-hmm. you know, yeah. in this season. For yeah, that. yeah, absolutely. All right, commercial break then, and uh, stick with us. We'll be right back. Don't go away. This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host Fired Up. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record, and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code PODCAST21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. 
we're back. Thanks for sticking around. Um, we're going to get into some NBA stuff, kind of the same thing we did with the NHL. You know, we're uh, roughly halfway through the season. Uh, um, you know, we're coming up on the trade deadline, February 8th. Uh, some teams already making some moves, a big trade involving, you know, Siakam and what have you this week. But uh, I, to me, man, this East is going to be a battle. Yeah, I'll tell you yeah. what, I'm looking – I'm looking forward to the mm-hmm. probably the playoffs in the East more so than really the finals <laughs> right, because right. you know you got you got Boston, you got Milwaukee, you got Philly, you know all yep. playing good. Like, look at the Cavs in fourth right. spot. Who'd yeah. have thunk it? All right, well they yeah. got off to a rocky start. The yeah, Cavs did, and, so. and the Knicks right behind them, right. they're they're playing great. Yeah. So you know this East is just going to be an absolute, just an absolute slugfest. I think yeah. down you know down the stretch and and into the playoffs. Right. So. Um, if, if I had to pick a team to come out of the East right now, I really like the way Philadelphia is playing. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Boston's tough to pick against. Milwaukee's tough to pick against at this point. But uh, I think those three teams. But, you know, right now I like the way Philadelphia is playing. All right, all right. Yeah, well, my uh, my team, yeah, sticking in the East to, to win the whole thing or, you know, take home the, the championship. I like the Boston Celtics in this. Again, <clears throat> veteran leadership, a team that's been to the finals here as of late, has made deep runs in, in the Eastern Conference. Um, you know, it, it, a, a stat that, yeah, sticks out to me that's crazy. They're, they're 20 and 0 at home this year, fellas. I mean, that's going to come in huge. Yeah. If they can keep this one seat in the Eastern Conference, they're obviously going to have home home court advantage, you know, all the way through and, you know, potentially all the way to the finals, depending right. on what happens in the West. Um, you know, so that that's huge for them because you look on the flip side, they're only 12 and nine away from home. Mm-hmm. So they definitely use that home crowd to their advantage. They love to play at home. Um, you know, so it, it will be interesting to see how they navigate that come, you know, come playoff time. But, you know, not, not only do they score the ball well, you know, play defense pretty well, but they're, they're doing – kind of the things that maybe don't show up on the stat sheets as well. You know, they lead the league in total rebounds per game and lead the league in block shots per yeah. game as well. So it, it it's something that, yeah, not something that maybe gets talked about a lot, you know, on the, in the media or, you know, whatever, but they're doing, you know, the fundamental stuff very well uh, for, for this Boston team, as well as doing the flashy stuff of scoring, you know, scoring many points a game and, you know, shooting the ball well and whatnot. But, yeah, I just think this Boston Celtics team very well rounded. Um, we'll, we'll see, you know, but it's going to be tough in that Eastern Conference, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, so last time we did this, I said uh, Boston and I said uh, the L.A. Lakers. No. So, you know, I, it, it, this will change a <laughs> little right, bit, right. but, you know, I think we're staying in the same zip codes yeah. here, though, because I'm, I'm sticking with Boston. Okay. who's currently 32-9, and nine, leads the league, like you said, in rebounds, blocks. Yeah. Also three-pointers made. <laughs> they're fourth in the league in points. Yeah. But you know, I like the other team from LA now. They're oh, playing hot. They're yeah. twenty six and fourteen. They, are. Yeah. they they lead the league in a three right. point percentage, and they're near the top in points and field goal percentage. Yeah. And you know, it, it feels like for for the for the Clippers, it, it's now or never. Right. Yeah. This, you that know, window's they, closing. Yeah. They brought in Harden. These guys are all getting older. Right. right. If they're going to make a run, it's got to be this year. Uh-huh. I, I think that veteran savvy of some of these guys yeah. is going to be enough to to yeah. get them get them there. Yeah. No, it definitely has been a a a one turnaround because initially when you know James Harden got traded to the Clippers yeah. it was a total dumpster fight they lost like 10 in a row before mm-hmm. they finally won one right and then the uh, yeah. you know it, I think it just took one time one time yeah, to get a win and they found it and they've been red hot ever since then so it, yeah that, that team in LA not the Lakers right. um 
have, have you know, figured it out and are going to be a dangerous team in, in the Western Conference. Right. So you, you like you like the Clippers? Eh? Well, who you like coming out of the West? Oh, man, the the West is 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 tough. I mean, you got the two teams at the top where you never would have even imagined. You got Minnesota, right. uh-huh. and then you got the Thunder yeah. uh, as the two seed, you know, one and two seed in the Western Conference. Right. I, Honestly, I mean, Minnesota to me has kind of always had that. They got star power. Oh on yeah, that team. they got some tenacity. Uh, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I I think if that's if that if it's if the, if the standings finish the way that they do, if we got you know Minnesota and Thund- and Thunder as our top two seeds in the Western Conference, I think there's going to be a lot of upsets in the right. first round as yeah. well. So I I just don't know well, that I mean, those the Lakers coming into town. Right, the, right. The, it's know. like. The, the, what what takes over the, the playoff experience of some of those lower seeded teams that are going to be taking on, you know, or or is it these new young blood teams are you know finally going to say, hey, you know, we're, we're tired of taking our lumps, you know, these last you know five ten years or whatever. It, we're here to play, right. uh, but yeah, I think it's it's going to be interesting that, that you know the Clippers definitely intriguing. Um, you know, did this do the Suns finally start to figure it out and move their way up the standings? Obviously, they got a lot of star power. Right. Um, you know, for me, for me, it's 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 a big bigger question mark than maybe the Eastern Conference. I, I think you have elite teams in the Eastern Conference, and, and, and but the West, I, I I'm not saying that they're not elite. It's just there are a lot of question marks on a lot of it's it's any given night what team is going to show up for right. me in the Western Conference, where I think the East. You kind of know what you're getting. You know the West. You, you, it, it's it's a mystery yeah. for me. So yeah, I like I like I like Minnesota coming out of the West. Okay, All right. you know I think they're they're finally putting it together. Like I yeah. said, they got some star power on that team. They play with a lot of heart, mm-hmm. and I, I just I think it's going to carry them through. You know, like you said, they're they're tired of getting beat up on <laughs> yeah. by these other teams, yeah. and I, I like Minnesota to to play Philadelphia in the finals. Oh. Philadelphia taking it all. All right, all right, yeah. Um, all right. Well, then, uh, who who do you like, or who who's everybody like as their MVP? You know, best player in the league right now. Who, who do you who do you take? I th- I, to me, uh, it's a three man race right now. Um, the Joker has the best stat line. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I think it to me it just you know depends on where they wind up. Luca again, we go back to that thing of best player best on the team. best team. Dallas isn't one of the best teams right now, but that dude, like you said, Matt, where would Dent, where would Dallas be right, without right, Luca on right, that team? Right. The guy is averaging thirty-three and a half points a game, eight and a half rebounds, a little over nine assists a game. I mean, he does it all, mm-hmm. and I just don't know how many years he can keep doing it. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. Um, you know, he's. I don't know, yeah. but. And then, and then you got Joel Embiid, I think, coming out of the East. <laughs> yeah. You know, he just he's killing over thirty-five points a game. Right. You know, and they're they're the one of the best teams in the East too. So mm-hmm. I think, to me, that kind of pushes him over the top, yeah. being the best player on one of mm-hmm. the best teams. So I guess my midseason pick for MVP right now is uh, Joel Embiid. All right, Matt, what do you what do you think? Well, I I said at the quarter way that I like Luca, and yeah. I I still do. He's yeah. second in the league in scoring, third yeah. in the league in assist, and he's adding eight point three rebounds a game for mm-hmm. a guard. Yep, I mean that, those are, that's a pretty impressive stat line. Yeah. He's doing yeah. everything. Yeah. And he, he's he's keeping them relevant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Only, oh, go ahead, Colton. Yeah, I want to add something. Real quick. Uh, you know, I'll add on. I'll pile it on. I. I you know, picked Luca at the quarter mark. I picked him, you know, at, at the halfway point. You know, for me, yeah, the the record for the Mavericks not 
exactly where you'd want him to be for maybe an MVP candidate. But again, yeah, like you mentioned, where you know this Mavericks team would be maybe the Detroit Pistons. They'd be winning four games or you know whatever without Luca on this team uh, because during a stretch, you know Kyrie has you know obviously re-signing Kyrie this offseason. It was supposed to be the one-two punch or whatever. Well, the Mavericks have already played you know almost a quarter of a season without Kyrie yeah. because of injury. Luca went nine and five in that stretch where, you know, Kyrie wasn't even on the floor. So again, you, you, you flip that and Luca's been out with an ankle injury the last, you know, kind of week or so. And the Mavericks have, you know, they've won a game or two here, but they don't look like the same team. They, they're not, you know, the same functional team that we're used to seeing with him on the floor. Um, you mentioned the rebounds. He's first among NBA guards as far as rebounds go. So the guy, yeah, the guy just does it all. While also playing 30, he averages 37 minutes a game and he almost plays the entire game. Um, And it's just amazing that he's able to even do what he does night night after night, you know, because, you know, the the big topic in the NBA is always the load management, the, you know, guys rest and whatever. Well, that's the thing I wanted to bring up. Yeah. Well, how, and I think that's my fear for Joel. How is that 65 game rule going to cut play into it? Because he's already missed what ten games? Yeah, I think he's games. only played it's either seven or ten. He's either yeah. missed seven already. He's only got ten left. He can miss or vice versa. I can't remember. Yeah, but yeah. That that you know that does play into that's it. That's gonna sure. play. And again, you know, the Joker. He's a freaking triple triple machine yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's hard to bet against as well. But yeah. I, I, my concern is that sixty-five yeah. game rule that they instituted. Right. I, I'm trying to remember the wording. It's not absolute that mm-hmm. they can't win an MVP, mm-hmm. but they said it would be almost certain a guy that does not play at least 65 games is not going to win the MVP. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's a decent – I mean, I, when was the last time, though, you probably had an MVP candidate that didn't play, right. you know, 65 games? And that's and outside of the MVP talk, that's always been the knock on Embiid is uh-huh. he's never won an NBA championship because he can't stay healthy throughout the entire right. season. It seems so like it happens at the end. Right, right yeah. It's, playoffs, you know, yeah. During the playoffs or right before the playoffs, right. you know, early on in the playoffs or whatever. So, yeah, that, that absolutely is going to be something that, that plays a major factor in this one. But, you know, I think – Embiid throw out the MVP. The guy wants an NBA championship at this point. So, you know, I think he'd be okay maybe resting a few extra games to stay healthy a little bit longer in the playoffs to get himself over the hump and win win an NBA championship. But, you know, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, it's, it's you know, two two big men, you know, and they just battled it out against each other the other night. And, you know, it's almost like a flashback of, you know, the early 2000s, late 90s, you know, NBA, two, two big men, you know, going at two seven-footers, backing each other down going at it it was like man what happened here did we go back in time or what yeah, uh, yeah. but because you know that's just not something you see in right. today's nba but um you know we'll, we'll, we'll see definitely uh you know again a lot of basketball to go mm-hmm. a lot more games to be played a lot more things to happen you know so real it, quick you want to do your not hot teams real quick yeah or, not uh, hot teams not Matt, know, not so hot started with this one yeah well we can start with not hot and like i said that was the team i previously picked to be in the final <laughs> uh, yeah the los angeles lakers yeah. They're four and six in their last ten, but man, since they won that midseason tournament, they're seven and twelve, and they fall into the last possible playoff spot. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know, they're they're struggling to, right. to stay alive. Mm-hmm. I, I think they they do just need to get in because they've got that veteran leadership. Right. That if they get into the playoffs, they're, they're going to be dangerous. Yeah. But they're, they're they're right on the cusp here. They may not even make it. Right, right, I, yeah. I, I gotta agree with that with that analogy. Like you said. Um, 
what they, you know, how, I don't know how they won that midseason tournament, right. but it was it's a stretch. Like they, they turned it on and off when they got something to play for. <laughs> right. They, they, they play there was, hard. There was a stretch where they went two and nine in oh. that stretch. Yeah. You yeah. Know, in right after the NBA. Right yeah. after they yeah. won that, yeah. that midseason tournament, right. they went on a stretch where they only won yeah. two games out of 11. And yeah. I, you know, I, it, and again, not, not throwing shade, but. It won't make me mad if the purple and yellow are not in the tournament at all. <laughs> right, right. Um, yeah, no, that will be that will be definitely interesting to see. Yeah, what what because if they do get in, they're danger. Oh yeah, like yep. you said, like that. They got the veterans. They got the guys that have been there right. that, that know what it takes to get to a finals and win a finals. Well, I mean, LeBron said it himself in that midseason tournament. Something was on the line. They were playing for five hundred thousand dollars. They were showing up. I'm, they were I'm giving it their in. best. Yeah, yeah, I'm locked in. I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah, uh, but you know it, it is interesting because the Lakers, you know, in the off season, pretty much made no moves, right. and, and people were somewhat like applauding them, like, okay, yeah, this is finally an off season where the Lakers are blowing their whole team up again yeah. and, and starting over. This may pay dividends for them. Well, halfway through the right. season, it's has looking not. it has it's not. not. So we'll we'll see what the second half brings. But uh, for my most disappointing team, staying in the Western Conference, uh, a, a team that I thought you know again would be better than what they are at the moment. Uh, and that's that's the Phoenix Suns. Um, it's a yeah. team that, you know, and, and people will be like, well, you know, they just came back from down 22 points against the Kings the other night. You know, why are they the most disappointed? Well, because up until that point, they haven't done a whole lot of anything. Right. I mean, they got three of the best players in the NBA between Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and, and you know, uh, Bradley Beal. And it's a team that's sitting at five about 500. Uh, a team that's about 500 against Western Conference teams, which doesn't spell well, you know, making it into the playoffs. Those are the guys you got to get past first before you even start thinking right. about NBA Finals. And you can't get over the hump and beat, you know, the teams that you're matching up against night in and night out. But for me, there's just no – there's no heart. There's no, there's no fire from this team because if you look at the stats, they're kind of just middle of the road in everything. They don't right. really excel at anything. They just kind of average at all of it. Uh, but – Again, you look at the injuries that they've had, you know, the three guys that I talked about have only been on the floor, I think maybe a combined, maybe 10 games combined this season. Uh, so I think when they are fully healthy, they can get all three of those guys on the court at the same time. This is going to be a dangerous team. So look out for the second half of the right. season. But, mm -hmm. you know, until that happens, you know, right now, they, they, you know, to me are not, not a team that spent all this money in the off season this is not where you thought your team was going to yeah. be um, in, in, you know, this half of the season. Well, then real fast on then the hot teams, you know, I, I'll stick with another team I've already talked about, the L.A. Clippers, 8-2 and two in their last 10 games. Yep. They're averaging 120 points per game yep. in that stretch. Yep. These guys are just offensively on fire. On fire They're man. tough to stop. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, i got to go with Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. All right. uh, same thing, 8-2 and two in the last 10. Okay. You know, uh, and their, their record at home has been real good, so if they can – you know, kind of stay at the top of that, that, you Eastern. know, bracket where they're at right now and maybe get the first, you know, first, first round first, at home, first round at home, you yeah. know, maybe, maybe the Cavs can make some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, me, my most surprising team or hot team right now um, is the, you know, at the quarter mark, I talked about the, the Timberwolves and to me, they're, they're still somewhat surprising because they are, you know, towards the top in the standings and, you know, whatnot, but I think for me, another team that, that's even more surprising, that's the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, they're yeah. the, you know, the second best team in the Western Conference. And you look at the Timberwolves, and they do have some veteran guys. They got Rudy Gobert. They got Mike Conley. 
this Thunder team, outside of you know Shea Gilgis Alexander, they got a bunch of rookies and and second right. year players and you know guys that they drafted last year. You know, it's a team that's made up a bunch of young guys that are you know in their twenties and playing ball, and they're they're the second best team in the Western Conference and you know towards the top fourth best team overall in the NBA, and, and they just do. They score the ball. They shoot the ball well. They turn you over on defense. They they just get after it on both ends of the court. Mm-hmm. We'll see if this can continue to go because, you know, when it comes playoff time, sometimes that veteran leadership tends to take over. Who do the Thunder go to when they don't you know, necessarily have, have sure. that guy? Uh, but to me, so far through the first half, this Thunder team is, is lighting it up. Right. All of those draft picks that they've accumulated over the last several years, this is what it was meant to do. You know, they were you know meant to bring a young team together and and build build a team like this. I like it. I like it. All right. Well, now it's time to end it on to the NFL, man. Uh, you know, we had our first round of wild card weekend, and really, save one game. There's some stinker games, man. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. The first yeah, one, a lot of disappointing games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. The first one out of the shoot, you know, the the Cleveland Browns fans, you know, oh, our first playoff. Blah blah blah. <laughs> they were ready to. I was. I was talking to somebody. They they had their hotel already booked in Vegas for the yeah, Super Bowl right. already. It was like, yeah. oh, guess they'll be canceling right. those rooms. I mean, they had the defense. They should have oh, yeah, been, yeah. been confident, right? right. My and, God, and, they and didn't play. The thing, no. You know, they, they got pounded. They got beat forty five to fourteen mm-hmm. by a Texans team that. You know, is is good. Won three games not, a year ago. Well, it was happy, I think, <laughs> in my opinion, just to be in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> you know, and you can say, oh. The two pick sixes, but really, you throw out those fourteen. It's still thirty-one to fourteen right. without those two picks. Right. And even if Cleveland would have scored on both of those drives, it's still thirty-one to twenty-eight. Right. Right. A little bit closer I mean, game, but yeah, yeah. Right. I, but I, to me, still a loss. To yeah. me, the key was that the Browns could only muster fifty-six yards of rushing. Yeah, they yeah. they they you know couldn't get that that running game established to kind of open that up and and keep the defense honest for Joe Flacco mm-hmm. and, and you know. The penalties were equal. You know, a few penalties on both sides was pretty equal, but the Browns just were listless. I mean, their yeah. defense was just awful. And I would say mostly the the secondary was just yeah. getting picked yeah. apart. I mean, yeah. it, it a team that came into the league or came into this game giving up I don't know probably the least amount of passing mm-hmm. yards in the league, mm-hmm. and they got torched. I mean, it was from the jump. It wasn't even close. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and and yeah, I think that. The Browns do like to play a balanced type attack. They don't like to, you know, pass it too much or run it too much. They like to have that balance. But when the score is, you know, when you're down by two scores or three scores, you have all you have to do is pass it. So yeah, they they had to get away from the running game because of the where they were, because of those two pick sixes, you know, that they buried themselves in. They had to abandon the run somewhat and, and try to put it on, you know, Joe Flacco and you know, as well as Joe Fac Joe Flacco did and you know in you know, desperation and, you know, coming in for the Browns, you know, it finally, you know, came, you know, the magic ran out at this point. So, but I mean, at the end of the day, again, I think the Browns, as much as the Texans were happy to just be in the playoffs, I think the Browns were just as equally as happy because you have five different starting quarterbacks. You don't usually even win double digit games, let alone make it to the playoffs. So this to me, a great coaching job by the Browns, you know, organization, um, you know, but obviously they, they wanted to go a little bit further, but yeah, when, 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 yeah, when but you're down for CJ Stroud, right, yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. A guy who, if, if they still haven't cast those MVP ballots, right. He, 
should be moving to the top of right, the list. Right, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, he's played electric as a rookie yeah. for All sure. Right, that second game then, another stinker, yeah. the Dolphins and the Chiefs, uh, you know. Dolphins. Oh, yeah, Dolphins couldn't muster any <laughs> anything. Couldn't get anything. One of twelve on third right. down. Yeah. Uh, you know, not Irene that the Hill almost un, unheard yeah, of other than one touchdown. Big and, play, yep. and really not like the Chiefs played all that great. Now. You know, they kicked four field goals, mm-hmm. which you know is, is kind of not in their motive usually to, um, to kick that many field goals when they get down there. But the Dolphins' offense just couldn't move. move they, well. they could. They could no. not muster a drive, yeah, and I think that. You know, to keep a drive going, you got to do better than one and twelve on third down. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a Chiefs team. Um, you know that we're used to seeing the offense put up points and yeah, be electric. This is a defense that's carried them this year, them, this year um, the the which is not what we've you know seen from a Chiefs yeah. defense or you know Chiefs in general. Uh, so this is yeah a little bit different Chiefs style. So that will be you know something to watch for going forward in the playoffs. But man, negative twenty seven degrees Woo. Fahrenheit in that game at one point. Man, that's that's cold. That that's is cold. that's cold. Yeah, that's uh, tough but only the fourth coldest game in NFL history. Right. So it yeah. uh, <laughs> there was other games that were colder than that. So yeah. I don't envy them one and, minute. And both teams played in it. So, right, right, know, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. They can complain about it all they want. Both teams had to play, right. and then both yeah. teams had to perform. Right. I agree. I agree. Then uh, Matt, sorry, but the Packers okay. and the Cowboys. Yeah. You know, a 16-point win for the Packers. But More like a 30-point win. Yeah, to, uh, game really didn't even see that close. <laughs> no, I didn't feel. Not from know, the jump. I mean, the Cowboys got a couple touchdowns late. But, you know, when you spot a team 27, 27. points, uh, <laughs> don't set yourself back up. From, um, uh, you know, I think to me the key was uh, Dallas, no sacks on, on, on Jordan Love. Zero yeah. sacks for the game. Yeah, great and, game plan, getting the ball out quick. Yep. And, yep. I, they also kept their quarterback – up, top, up by, by by holding a few times, right, but, right. You know they'll give that up to keep their quarterback clean, right, right. right. Yeah. And you know, and, and, and turn that flip that to the other side, and the Green Bay had four sacks, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, Dak threw two picks, one for a TD. Yeah. They were zero for two on fourth down. I mean, that to me, that's a that's a turnover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So yeah. just another game that. This wasn't fun to watch, you know? yeah, especially nah. especially for you, Matt. As <laughs> yeah, a absolutely. Fan. Yeah, no, I think it just more impressive. Not only did the Packers come in and score nearly fifty points, but they did it on the Cowboys' home turf, where right. the Cowboys have been awesome darn near well. unbeatable at home the last, you know, thirty-seven points a game. Right, there, which right. I guess they were almost on that average. Right, right. But, uh, but yeah, a, a, a Cowboys team that at home this season. Has trailed by no more than eight points. Down, off down twenty-seven to nothing. Yeah, it, it, yeah it, it to me was just yeah an all-around dominant performance. Whatever game plan Green Bay had, they the executed right it to yeah. the T and, and came in and were ready to go. Um, you know, so we'll we'll see. Can the Packers keep this magic alive? <clears throat> all right, all right. The, the the best game, you know, to me watching it. Oh yeah, especially as a Lions fan, but. Uh, the Lions and the Rams, you know, there was the backstory of Jared Goff and, you know, Matthew Stafford and blah, blah, blah. Old but, versus new. <laughs> right, throw that out. Um, to me, what what killed the Rams, they were over three in the red zone. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, yeah. You know, and that's not been their MO. You know, right. they, they're usually pretty decent. Right. They had to settle for three field goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the big, the big um, I think, play for me, was a field goal, but by the Lions, that 54-yarder, mm. uh, you know, by 
with the Lions in the middle of the third quarter. Yeah. That was huge to get points off that right. drive. Because you miss that, that, you give the Rams short field. Right. And they and they they had no problem moving the ball at that right. point. Right. Like, yeah. they, that golf, was a one-point game. You miss right. it, you lose by two. Right. 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 Golf had a good game. You know, he was 22 and 27, not like huge numbers. Right. But, but did enough. Didn't did. make any mistakes. Right. Yep. Um, you know, just the Lions, you know, and they, that stadium was loud. The oh, Buccaneers yeah. are going to have their hands <laughs> right. full with that crowd, I yeah. think, yeah. coming yeah. in. Yeah coming in this yeah. weekend. They're, so. they're pumped up. Yeah, to me, the biggest play of that game was a, a late fourth quarter holding on the Rams that kicked them oh, out yeah. of field goal yeah. range. Yeah. They As they were having driving. a punt and yeah. never got the ball back. Right. Got, yeah. yeah, I got yeah, the Lions got a couple first downs yep. and just were able Ended to the game, squish but the clock out. Yeah, so. that, that red zone difference, yeah, I had that marked on here. The Rams were 0-3 in the red zone. The Lions were 3-3. Three for three. So, yeah. you know, yeah. that, that yeah. Yeah. Was, was the difference. So. Uh, you know, it was good to see uh, Laporta play. Yep. You know, that he was kind of questionable. You know, probably if, if not for uh, CJ, uh, you know, maybe a kid that's maybe in your rookie of the year mm -hmm. talk, yeah. you know, the, yeah. the numbers. As a tight end. As yeah. a tight end for the Lions. But – Good to see him out there. You never want to see that, you know, be a deciding factor in a game that, right. like, one of your best players doesn't get to play. So, yeah. and then uh, moving on, uh, the Steelers. I got a lot of Steelers fans in my family. And <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Pittsburgh's going home. Yeah. You know, you know, the Bills. I don't think anybody really thought yeah. they were going to do anything anyway. Right. They, they kind of backed their way into this playoff. Yeah. Team yeah. Lost at the heck, end. Another heck of a yeah. coaching job yeah. by, by Mike Tomlin. You, you know, know you, they don't have down. a quarterback. Right. <laughs> yeah. They, they so, were so, down to their to third. To make the playoffs in this league yeah. without a. A true elite quarterback, quarterback yeah, is, is, right. is a heck of a job. Yeah. A third stringer at yeah. this point that they, right. you know, threw out there that turned out to be better than their Starter, other two yeah. that they had. Uh, but yeah, just overmatched in yeah, this so game. Yeah, so what do they do at QB going forward? You think? Yeah, I mean, in and they're they somewhat. They're really in a bad spot. Screwed to themselves, draft yeah, because yeah. of by penciling or weaseling them themselves into the playoffs, yeah. they've put themselves outside of like the top 10 to, right. you know, get into the draft to, to get a QB. You know, maybe, maybe JJ drops to there. Right. Maybe right. That's a spot landing spot yeah. for him. But right. He, you know, he's still a project. All, yeah. I, I, right, I don't know. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. It was only a 14 point game, but it was another game. That it really fell way. Yeah. It really didn't seem that close. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the Steelers down TJ Watt, that, that's, oh, uh, that's, that, huge. that's huge for that's a Steelers huge. defense. Well, that, and, and, you know, and you know, the knock, the knock on, uh, Oh, I just drew a blank. Josh Allen. Josh Allen, not you know, no, you know that he forces the ball and turns the ball over. Yeah, no but, turnovers. Uh, in this time. Time. Yeah, 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 he looked really good. Took care of the ball. So. Yeah. Uh, last game then on that slate, then Buccaneers was Eagles. Buccaneers, Buccaneers Eagles. Eagles. Yeah. Another big stinker there. <laughs> yeah, thirty-two yeah, I mean, to nine, capping off what I would say is the biggest collapse almost in the history of football. Right. I mean, right. This Eagles team started 10 and one uh -huh, uh -huh. proceeded yeah. to lose six of their last seven yeah. Yeah. and, and should have probably lost all seven of them. Right. I mean, right. I, I've never te seen a team fall apart. Like, yeah, like they that squeaked out a win against the giants. Right. Or, right. You know, or not yeah. a great team. Yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. I agree with you, Matt. This, this was a, uh, a team that I, you know, even though they were favored and, you know, whatever, I, I don't think anybody was, I don't think it was a huge surprise mm -hmm. to me. Again, going back to this, 0 for 9 on third down. And 0 for 2 on fourth and down. 0 for 2 on fourth down. When yeah. they got the play that can't be stopped, they got stopped and, twice. Yeah, Tampa Bay <laughs> stopped it twice. Yeah, so tush push. Four, yeah. Could only muster 42 yards of rushing, yeah. you know, against that Tampa Bay team. Yeah. Um, and, and, again, I, you know, this is not something that you hear, you know, when guys talk about sports. But Tampa Bay's field goal kicker, Chase McLaughlin, 
three for three with again a 54 yarder in there Mm -hmm. you know that when you when you only give up nine points there you know you got a tie ball game just with your field goal kicker right there so you know so i you know another game that really really wasn't that much fun to watch yeah yeah i mean obviously the eagles down their star receiver aj brown in this game and and it showed up i mean um it just this eagles team to me, even if you're an Eagles fan, you had to see that this was coming. I mean, right. that second half of the season was atrocious. I mean, you had to see that it was it was coming. Uh, I mean, I know several people were like, man, why are the Eagles only a couple-point favorite against the Buccaneers? And it's like, did you watch them at all right. in the second half right. of the season? Like, they are not – Because really, this the is Buccaneers not, kind of backed their way. Yeah, they, against, yeah. You know, that South division down right. there is- not been strong. Nobody wanted to win. Right, right. Not been strong in the last several right. years. But you know, they come out of it with a win in the first round. So get to go to the yeah, Lions and you know see what if they can next, so. continue the Baker the Baker magic at yeah, this yeah, point. We'll so so I guess right. starting into this week then I, I think we see a whole lot more stinkers, really. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean uh, I, we kick it off, let's talk about San Fran versus Green uh, Bay. Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. nine and eight, San Francisco's yeah. nine and a half point favorite. Yeah. Um and I, I think every bit of it. I, yeah. San Francisco is just too well rounded on Gosh. offense. Defense is just just too good. Mm-hmm. I, Green Green Bay, the Cinderella slipper is going to fall off. Well, you know, you, your number one receiver, Jaden Reed, is questionable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a chest injury. Yeah. I think they said. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think he'll probably play, but right, right. you know, is he a hundred percent? If you look at the stats, you know, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy, they're their stats are right. almost identical. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and you know that that last week's dominating victory may have been the worst thing that could have happened to Green Bay. May, winning in a tight game. <laughs> right. You know, now they're full of themselves. Right, they're, right. they're feeling really good. Right, right. And, and I think they may get humbled real, real quick. quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I think, you know, that being said, those two quarterbacks being kinda kinda equals the, you know, Jaden Reed maybe not being healthy, but to me, the you know the kind of the x factor the in this equalizer game here. is is uh, McCaffrey. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I don't think I don't think Green Bay's got an answer for him. Yeah. So yeah. That, that's the late game on Saturday, I believe. Yeah. Um, the early game on Saturday, the Texans and the Ravens again yeah. a nine point spread in this game. The Ravens coming in with the the best record in in football at, at thirteen and four. Um, yeah, the, to me this. This looks like a, a, a tough hill to climb for the Texans. Yeah. I, I feel like the Texans can stay in it, though. I, yeah. I think nine may be too much. I, okay. I think it's okay. going to be a close game. All right. yeah. The Texans have just been playing better and better every week. Yeah. Stroud's getting more and more yeah. confident. They, they've got an offense that can score, put up points. Mm-hmm. And their their defense has played really well, too. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, I, I think the Texans can keep this close. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll do enough to win. Yeah. But I, I think they keep it a football game. I, you got to keep C.J. clean, I think. Yeah. Um, this is going to be a know, tough, tough battle. This Ravens tough. defense. But, you know, Clowney's questionable for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we saw that stat earlier watching SportsCenter. I mean, the Jackson – Hasn't been stellar in the playoffs. Oh yeah, he hasn't. So, I mean, no. if, if not, that shows up, he's not played up. well at all. Right. Um, I think. I think if the Texans can can cover guys one on one, and then keep maybe keep a spy, for lack of a better word, on Lamar Jackson mm-hmm. and keep him in the pocket, not letting him hurt you with his legs. I think that's going to be key. But yeah. it's got to start in the secondary for the Texans. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these were two teams that faced off week one of the season. Uh, Ravens came out on top twenty-five to nine in that in that matchup. Which uh, was a completely different. Texas right. Yeah. I mean, we point. obviously a lot has changed. Yeah. I mean, nobody really nobody thought the Texans would be a good as good as what they are now. 
but nobody thought at the same time the Ravens would be the best team in the NFL either. So they, you know, both teams have really made drastic changes yeah. since week one. Um, that you know, another another stat that that sticks out to me: if the Texans want to win this game, they got to commit some turnovers. Mm-hmm. The Ravens two and four when they commit two or more turnovers mm-hmm. in a game. A stat on the other side for the Texans that doesn't, you know, play well for them. They went four and four on the road this season. So they're obviously going to have to go into Baltimore, get, you know, go up against the home crowd in Baltimore. Yeah. CJ has not been as good on the road as he has been at home, you know, and, that, and that's typical for a rookie, a rookie right. QB sure. makes sense. Sure. Um, and, and, and going up against a stout, you know, Baltimore defense that first in the league in sacks top five in QB hits. Mm-hmm. Um, so as much as the offensive line for the Ravens is going to, you know, have to keep, you know, Lamar and not, you know, get him hit too many times, the Texans uh, offensive line is going to have to do what they did against the Browns and have another stellar performance. And, Anything and, they ca- I mean, they kept him clean. Yeah. Garrett yeah. on the oh, other yeah. side. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, uh, but, you know, the, the, the Ravens definitely have a lot more guys to throw at you, right. in my opinion, than I what think, the Browns do. I don't do. think, to, in my, if I'm defensive coordinator for the Texans, I don't think I blitz a lot. No, absolutely um, not. I just, I want to keep my guys, you know, that secondary cover and keep Lamar in the pocket, yeah. making making beat you with his arm, mm-hmm. you know, and, and because, you know, like Matt said, he's not been great in the playoffs. No, absolutely. All right, but then moving on to Sunday, I think the game I'm looking forward to the most is the Lions and the Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, you know, three o'clock on Sunday, kind of a strange start time. But mm-hmm. these two teams played back in mid-October, and, yep. and you know, and and uh, the Lions got the best of them at twenty and six, and they were down two of their best running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montgomery got hurt in the second quarter, didn't come back, and you know, their rookie sensation Jameer Biggs didn't play at all, or mm-hmm. Gibbs didn't play at all. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, I you know, the the, the spread's only six and a half, and mm-hmm. I I, yeah. I thought. I thought it'd be a little bit more. You know, you got Tampa Bay's defense is 29th in the league against the pass, yeah. and the Lions' offense is number two in receiving. So, yeah, I'm all right. St. Brown and it, all those it, guys. And, and you add those, cylinders. and you add those two running backs mm-hmm. back into this game. Who, you know, they had a, they both had good games in the wild card round. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you add them back in if they can gash you with that run, stay yep. ahead of the sticks. I think I think this is going to be a tough place yeah. for Tampa Bay to come in and try to get a win. Well, that's that Tampa Bay all season long has been just such an inconsistent right. team up too. And down, up and so down. I I think you know another team that isn't going to benefit from that big dominating effort they had the week before. I mm-hmm. I, I think Detroit comes in and and just blows yeah, the doors I th- off. I'm taking them. I'm taking the Lions and the points. Here. Okay, yeah, all right, yeah. Well, it's to me the matchup to look at is is the blitz versus not blitz uh this this buccaneers team todd bowles loves, you know, loves to blitz third, the league, I think third, the, third most third most blitzing times team. blitzing yeah. in the league yeah. you look at jared goff's stats he's very high risk high reward when right. it comes to the blitz six interceptions when blitzed which is the second most tied for the second most in the nfl mm-hmm. but also at the same time he has 13 touchdowns against the Blitz, wow. which is third most in the NFL. So it's <laughs> it's one of those things you you blitz them, it can pay off, or it could really burn you real quick. So yeah. it, it'll be interesting. And and I don't think that Todd Bowles, he's never been one to go away from his game plan. I expect them to bring – he ain't going to change yeah, his game plan. They're going to keep bringing it, and, and we'll see, you know, if that's able to, you know, get Goff off of his game a little bit enough to, 
commit some turnovers that, you know, gives the Buccaneers offense short fields and, you know, allow them to, you know, keep this game close. But right. yeah, I like the Lions as well as the Buccaneers play against the run. Uh, they're, they're top five against the run on defense. They're horrible against the pass. So mm-hmm. I, I think Goff can have another another big game. And I think I think those two running backs give you just enough. They can also be in the receiving game too. Right. They're dangerous out of the right. backfield as, as uh, yeah. you know receivers but I too. Think, you know, against that blitz, you know, yeah. you see that blitz coming. So yeah. you you know you audible to maybe a you know handoff right up the right. middle right. or something. Yep. Yeah. A gap and I, I I really like the Lions yeah. in this matchup. Yep. Absolutely. Right. And then the game I think everybody's waiting for. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's been been one of the big ones in the <laughs> playoffs the last on three it. or four right. years. Circling so it since you, the beginning of the you, season. You got Buffalo taking on Kansas City, but Buffalo finally gets it gets in together. Buffalo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. you know, I, I think that's, that's going to be yeah, a Yeah, both teams coming in at 11 and 6. They right. played each other early in the season. was a three-point yep. game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I like you said, Matt, everything's matching up for this just to be a – just to be a barn burner. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I think, but right. you know, I, I think I like Buffalo in this one though. Uh-huh. They're they're playing so hot, and, yeah. and and Allen's out to prove something. Right. You know, for the first half of the season, he was what dug them a hole, and everybody was talking about, oh, yeah. he's not, he's, he's not, not the not guy. A star. He's, he's not, not the guy. Yeah. Get right. him out of here. Right. And since you know, he he's just yeah. he's been showing them all how wrong they are. And right. I, I I think he continues on that path. He's a man on a mission. Uh-huh. I like the way he's playing ball. I, I like the Buffalo Bills yeah. to win this one in a close one. Yeah, Bills no, are a little banged up. On oh yeah, defense, oh yeah. So, but but yeah, they they've found a way. That's that's two, to two me. Two corners and two linebackers listed as questionable. Yep. But uh, you know, and you know, you say, oh, how can you bet bet against Patrick Mahomes in the divisional playoffs? He's at five divisional playoff games, all one of all. All, all, but all. They've all been at Arrowhead. Yeah, yeah. So you know, going on the road. And I think the Chiefs, they're, you know, there's a chink in their armor this yeah. year. They're not the team that they've been the last couple of years. I, you know, it's a three, a small spread, three-point spread, yeah. you know, favoring the Bills. Again, I'm, I'm taking the Bills on the points. I think I think they win. I think they win. Big. They cover, easily cover the spread. Okay, yeah. Uh, I saw a stat, and I don't know if this is right. I'd have to go back and actually look and confirm this. But I saw something where Patrick Mahomes has never played a road playoff game in his career. Other than exactly. Super Bowls. Yeah, other than like up until the but Super Bowl. that's a neutral. I mean, right, that's what I'm saying. Can you really consider that a road game? Well, yeah, I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. He's never played a true road game wow. in the playoffs. And I don't know if that, I, I would have to go back and look and actually confirm to make well, like sure. Like I said, that, all five divisions. I mean, it sounds. I mean, it makes sense because yeah. obviously the Chiefs have been usually like the top seed in the Dominant. AFC, you know, whatever, always or whatever. But um, that, that just, yeah, it was crazy to me or whatever. But. To me, the difference in this one or what it's going to come down to is the battle in the trenches. Both these teams, their offensive lines, the Bills gave up 24 sacks, which is the first. They they gave up the fewest sacks in the league. Mm -hmm. Who was second? The Chiefs gave up Mm. the second fewest sacks in the league. But you look at how many sacks did they get, you know, on the defensive side. Mm -hmm. You got the Bills coming into the season. They had 54 total sacks, fourth in the NFL. On the flip side, you got the Chiefs. 57 sacks second in the NFL. So for me, the difference is in the trenches, guys that you don't even, you know, don't talk about too much. It's the offensive lines versus those defensive lines. Whose defensive line can get in the backfield and create havoc for, you know, either Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, because both these guys are mobile quarterbacks can get around, but can you get to them? Can you get them on the ground, force them into some stupid mistakes? That to me is going to be the difference in this ball game. I like Buffalo's chances. They're playing better as of late. Get to play at home. 
Now, the weather won't be nearly what they had to deal with, you know, a week ago. But again, it's still going to be cold. It's still going to be Buffalo. It's going to be Buffalo in January. It's still going to be an electric stadium. I like the Bills. uh, Yeah, uh, did we do our picks in those first two games? Uh, Yeah, the Packers. I I like the 49ers in that one. To cover, you think they'll cover that nine? Nine and a half? Yeah, I think so. I do too. Um, what, if, what about the Ravens to cover nine over the Texans? Um, I like Texans to cover the Yeah, I, I like the Ravens to win the game, but I, I think the Ravens will, will cover the spread. I think that the defense will come out and play, play well. Yeah. All right. um, but it, it, it's going to be hopefully an exciting, you know, a, a contrast from what we saw in the wild card. Right. Hopefully, we get some better games, you know, in this in this second week of, of the NFL playoffs. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah. A lot of teams on collision courses here for, yep. for the conference. Okay. Um, so it's going to be, yeah, exciting times for football. All right, very good. Well, that's our show for tonight, man. We really appreciate you guys listening in, you know, whether you're listening live or listening to the episode after Colton downloads it. But, uh, you know, it's been great getting back in the studio. So. Um, so thanks for listening to Fired Up with your hosts, Colton Cow. Chief Rob Cal, Matt Cordes. We uh, hope you enjoyed our episode this week. And, you know, if you want to hear other topics for future episodes or, you know, you just got a burning sports question you want to hear us talk about on the show, feel free to reach out to us. We do have a couple of social medias. Uh, you can find us over on Instagram if you look for at fired up underscore podcast, or you can search for us on Facebook if you search for fired up comma sports podcast. And as always, you can head over to our website at www.firedup1.podbean.com where you can find all of our past episodes and, you know, just a little bit of information about the show. Um, And as always, you can find this episode, all of our past episodes on pretty much any podcast platform you can think of, Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, all the big players you can can find our show. So appreciate y'all listening. And as always, stay stay fired fired up. up.